to magnify him. Come on, open up your mouth. Glorify you, O Lord. You're so good to us. Thank you, Jesus. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father.
and the fig tree is withered. The pomegranate, the palm, and the apple tree, all the trees of the field are dried up. Surely the joy of mankind is withered away. In Psalm 102, verse 4, my heart is smitten and withered like grass so that I forgot to eat my bread. Psalm 102, verse 11, my days are like a shadow that declineth and I am withered like grass. Now in the book of Proverbs, let's go to Psalm first, Psalm 72, verse 7. The righteous shall flourish. Psalm 92, 12. The righteous shall flourish. Proverbs 11 and 28. The righteous shall flourish. Proverbs 14 and 11. The upright shall flourish. Subject, the righteous shall flourish. Clap your hands and praise God. Please be seated. It is a basic characteristic of plants and vegetation that they are prone to wither. They are prone to die. They lose moisture. They dry up. They become sapless. They lose vitality, force, freshness. They shrivel and they die. Isaiah 40 and 8 says that the grass withers and the flower fadeth. But the text speaks of the possibility of people withering. That causes me to want to inquire into the matter. Plants differ from people. They're not considered individually of any great high value. They're the means used for nourishment, aesthetic fulfillment, and warmth. And as far as we can tell, plants don't communicate. A lot of people like to talk to their plants, but I've not heard of any plants talking back. We don't know whether they have any feelings they're subject to the environment and to circumstances and conditions. They are stationary. They have little capacity for mobility. Some of them have ways of releasing seeds into the air so that they can spread their territory. But individual plants are not able to pick up and move from one place to another. They're passive. They're at the mercy of forces that are beyond their control. And several things can cause plants to wither. Disease, insects can cause plants to wither and to die. Being brushed, bruised, or broken by animals or men can cause them to wither. If the soil is dry or hard, the soil is bad chemically, 
These conditions can cause plants to wither and to die. If a branch or a portion of a plant is partially or completely broken or severed, that can cause that branch or that portion of the plant to wither and to die. If the root system of the plant is cut or damaged, this can cause withering. The burning rays of the sun can cause a plant to wither because the same course, on the same course, a cold frost or freezing snow can cause a plant to wither. The more I talk about this, the more I think about it, I'm beginning to see that we share a common characteristic with the vegetable world. That is the capacity that we in certain parts of our existence can wither and can die. And even when any, none of the aforementioned negative forces are at work, the passage of time, the seasons of life can cause withering and can cause death. Withering is a silent occurrence. It is imperceptible. It does not loudly announce that it is taking place. And then it's not a single event. It is usually a slow, gradual process. Very difficult at any given moment to detect that withering is taking place. And frequently, when it's finally detected, it's already too late. Because withering is irreversible. And it's better, better to prevent withering than it is to reverse withering. The initial processes of withering are invisible. Only later on do they become visible. A bouquet of cut flowers are just as beautiful as they were when they were growing in the, dark, in the garden. But the process of withering and death is already at work when a plant is cut from its source. So many people look beautiful. So many people look nice. They have a beautiful smile on their face. So many things that we value seem so promising and so vital, but for many of us, they are already withering. They're already dying. Hopes and plans can wither. Assumed potential can wither. Succeeding is altogether different from being voted most likely to succeed. In Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, the Bible says, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. So the withering of plans and hopes can sometimes result in the withering of the emotional life of people and ultimately the withering of the people themselves. There are so many people who are depressed. So many people who are angry. So many people who are disillusioned because something which they valued and on which they depended is withering away. It is already withered. Relationships can wither. Marriages can wither. Careers can wither. 
Positive mental attitudes can wither. Emotional health can wither. One's zest for living and for life can wither. Emotional health can wither. Even life and health itself can wither. And then even spiritual vitality can wither. The strength of one's relationship with God can shrivel up and wither away. There are so many things that we know to do to prevent the destruction and the death of a plant, the death of our crops. And it's important to know that you have good soil, that you've planted your plant in good soil, good chemically, good in terms of its density. And even then, additional nutrients may be necessary if your plant is to grow and to survive. The plant must be cultivated, must be irrigated, must be protected from diseases and from insects and from the heat and from the cold. And then our plants must be protected from the brutalizing forces that might break or cut them and cause them to wither and to die. In human affairs, fruitfulness and success require effort and wisdom. There are many parallels and similarities between what we must do for plants and what we must do for ourselves. We've got to do all we can to make worthwhile relationships and endeavors succeed and live and survive. But my main point today is that men, that withering in the lives of men must be stopped or it must be prevented at any cause. That which is withered is useless. It cannot produce beauty. It cannot produce fruit. It dies and ultimately it will be destroyed. Isaiah 27 and 11 says, when the bows thereof are withered, thy, what they shall be broken, I beg your pardon, they shall be broken off, and the women come and set them on fire. And so, since withering is so silent, since withering is so gradual, so difficult to perceive, great vigilance is necessary to prevent withering. Every person must keep check on himself. How am I doing in the important areas of my life? Is anything jeopardized? Is anything withering in my life? Am I progressing? Am I retrogressing in the important areas of my life? The prophet Joel looked out one day and said, in Joel 1 and 12, the vine is dried up. The fig tree is withered, the pomegranate, the palm, and the apple tree. All the trees of the field are dried up. Surely the joy of mankind is withered away. Then the psalmist chimed in in Psalm 102, verse 4, My heart is smitten and withered like grass, so that I forgot to eat my bread. Anybody ever been so emotionally assailed that you lost your appetite? You even forgot that you had not taken your regular meal at the regular time. 
In verse 11 of that same psalm, my days are like a shadow that declines, and I am withered like grass. Difficult experiences, difficult circumstances are to cause all of us to seek God. The Lord said in the book of Amos, chapter 4 and verse 6, and I'll read selected portions of that passage. I also have given you cleanness of teeth, God said. I've given you want of bread, yet you've not returned to me, saith the Lord. I've withheld the rain from you, and the peace upon which it rained not withered. And two or three cities wandered into one city to drink water, but they were not satisfied. Yet you have not returned to me, saith the Lord. I've smitten you with blasting and with mildew, and yet you've not returned. I've sent among you pestilence, and yet you've not returned unto me. God must be amazed that we would rather wither and perish rather than turning to God and finding life. God said all kinds of trouble is breaking out in your life, and it ought to drive you to call on me to seek me, but yet you're going your way, seeking your own pathway. Then Isaiah the prophet cries out in Isaiah 55 and 1, everyone that's thirsty, come to the waters and drink. The God that made the world, the God that creates life, the God that sends rain, nourishing rain to the earth says, why don't you come to me? I want to help you. I want to be involved in raising the level of your life. Then in John chapter 4, verse 10, Jesus said that he would give us living water. And of course, water is a basic necessity of life. We can live much longer without food than we can without water because water is essential. Jesus said the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I am come that you might have life that you might have it more abundantly. Jesus came, God in the flesh, worthy, worth the price that must be paid for our sins. God in the flesh, innocent, he did no sin. No guile was found in his mouth related to us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so Jesus, the only one who was worthy, related, and innocent enough to die for us, died on the cross. And he arose from the dead. He obtains for us forgiveness and cleansing from sin. We can't do that on our own. It takes the blood of Jesus to wash away our sins. He brings us a new life of righteousness and a new life of power. Jesus is the one who said, I am come that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. I assure you, my brother, my sister, if you want to live, if you want to find life, real life is in Jesus Christ. Search the world over. Wonder wherever you may go and wherever you may seek, but you'll never find real life until you find it in our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And so Jesus in John 15 and 1 said, I am the true vine. My father is the husbandman or the gardener or the caretaker. And verse 5 says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. 
What a winning combination this represents. The all-loving, all-powerful, all-knowing God is the caretaker of the garden. Be not dismayed, whatever betide. God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide. God will take care of you. What better caretaker could there be than almighty God? The almighty God cares for the garden in which we are planted. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, God cares for the garden in which you are planted. And then Jesus said, I am the true vine. That means he's the perfect vine, perfect in every way, perfect in love, perfect in mercy, perfect in righteousness. And then he says, you and I are the branches. That's where the trouble starts, at the branches. No trouble with the caretaker, no trouble with the vine. Lord, when it comes to the branches, that's where the trouble starts. And Jesus said in John 15 and 2, every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes it away. There are some who have no desire, no intention to produce anything for the Lord. They will not win souls. They will not encourage or help anybody else. They will not give. They will not share. They receive from the vine and produce nothing. Branches like that are broken off, and broken off branches wither and die. So all of us must examine our lives. Are we fruitful? Are we winning souls? Are we liberal with God and with the church? Our withering may be produced by failure in those areas. It may be a result of not doing what we must do. And then in verse 5, Jesus said, He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And so abiding in Christ will make you fruitful and will keep you from withering. And so Jesus said, hold on to me. Place yourself in my hands. Look to me as your source. Rely on me for life and for salvation. Abide in me. And when you abide and become a part of me, then the more you are seeking me, the greater and the stronger and the more fruitful you will be. The more you pray, the more you worship, the more you obey, the more you trust, the more you give your life and serve service unto the Lord, your life will flourish. Tell your neighbor, God wants you to flourish. Read in the Psalm, Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, not standing in the way of sinners, not sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law doth he meditate day and night. You want to be lifted and blessed, delight in God's word. And then the Bible says he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in season. His leaf also shall not wither. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, your leaves don't have to wither. God wants you to flourish. Come on, clap your hands and praise the Lord. If there's no lack at the root, the leaf 
will not wither. And so we are to tap in to our Lord. That means we'll be flourishing and blessed. That our leaves will not wither, but rather they will flourish and be healthy and be strong in our lives. But then we remember, I mentioned Joel a little while ago. Joel 12, where, God, where Joel said, joy has withered away. But if we read on, we get another word from Brother Joel. In Joel 2 and 23, Joel said, be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former and rain moderately, and he will cause the, the, the rain to call, come down on you, the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And then we go on down to verse 28, where Joel said, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Have you ever seen a plant drooping and dying from lack of rain? Have you ever seen the head of a plant bowed down because of lack of water? But you saw that plant in its distress, and you went and got some cool, refreshing water, and you began to pour it upon the plant and pour it around the plant. And soon you saw the head of that plant began to lift up. The branches of that plant began to become higher from the ground. And the leaves on that plant became green and more healthy. Well, I just come back to tell you, I see God pouring out water of life upon you. I see God providing the nourishment that you need. You were going through trouble and going through distress, but the Lord has seen your trouble and the Lord has seen your distress. You don't have to wither. You don't have to die. The righteous shall flourish. Let me go on to a close. Things around you can wither but that does not have to trouble or distress you. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, things around you can wither, but don't let that destroy you. Habakkuk 3 and 17 says, although the fig tree shall not blossom, not fruit be on the vine, the labor of the olive shall fail and the field shall yield no fruit. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stall, but yet will I rejoice. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Habakkuk was saying everything may go wrong. It may seem that everything is going down, but I'm going to lift my hands at the worst possible moment. I'm going to rejoice in the God of my salvation. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So the Bible says the righteous shall flourish. The righteous shall flourish. 
The righteous shall flourish. The upright shall flourish. And it repeats it again and again to let you know, no matter what's going on, you can go higher every day in the power of Almighty God. Yet will I rejoice, I will joy in the God of my salvation. Clap your hands, praise the Lord, rejoice, rejoice. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I see you lifting up your head and giving praise to Almighty God. Things may be rough, but it's going to be all right. All right. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, it's going to be all right. Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. Yes, yes, you can rejoice because Isaiah 40 verse 8 says, the grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God abides forever. Rejoice because the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Rejoice. Because Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. Stand up and tell your neighbor, neighbor, everything going to be all right. Tell two other people it's going to be all right. Yes, yes. I've just come back to tell you, you cannot be defeated. You will not be down and defeated. I see you standing tall, giving praise to God. I see you going higher and higher. Every day, it's going to be all right. Tell your neighbor it's going to be all right. You're not going to wither. You're not going to die. 2018 will be your best year, 2018. God will take you higher than you've ever been in all your life. Hold on. Hold on. Come on and praise Hallelujah. 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 The Bible says, the desert shall rejoice and blossom like a rose. The last place you expect to see a rose is in a desert. And some of you are facing a desert-like existence. But I see God sending a river through your desert. Tell your neighbor, I see God. Sending a river through your desert. Come on and rejoice. Come on and praise him. Yes. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And forget not all of his benefits. Come on and praise him. Rejoice in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Give glory to God. 
yes. talking about preacher what do you mean flourish but well, I mean that God's gonna heal your diseases and set you free from your affliction come on tell your neighbor God's gonna heal your disease and set you free from your affliction tell a neighbor God gonna put your broken heart back together again a neighbor God's gonna take you higher than you've ever been before. Come on and praise him. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you for healing me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you for lifting my spirit and encouraging my heart. I shall not wither. I'm going to flourish. I'm going to live. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.